Okay. Last time this body was in Berkeley was. Oh God. Uh, I don't know, I was 20 or 21 or something. That's a while ago. <laughs> 25 years ago. On a student visa working in Berkeley in a doctor's office. Mm. Anyway, a few lifetimes happened since then, it seems. Wanted to discover that uh, there never was a Jack. And the whole thing was one mad, crazy loop that got consciousness distracted for a while. That's all consciousness forgets itself and tries to find itself and imagines that it's something to gain and imagines that it's lost something and imagines that it's got to find something and, and then you discover, oh, what a lot of BS. And that's the end of that. <laughs> and there's no awakening, and there's no grace, and there's no enlightenment, and it's all just part of the, I have something to gain. I have something to gain, I have something to gain. It's just the grasping nature of the ego, you know? And even after the seeing the truth, the ego can play like this also for a while. For some, it doesn't stop at all. But the difference is, you know it's not you. You just know that it's not you, and it's impossible to take it seriously because it's just energy playing. It's just a story happening. That's all it is. So don't let mind grab this as an idea, as though, ah yeah, it's not real. It's like, whoa, 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 this isn't about <laughs> giving you another concept. Whoa, heaven forbid, I'd stop now. <laughs> Maybe I should anyway. Hmm. So it's not about grabbing another concept. There's enough of those. Life takes care of that. Concepts have their role. They don't need to be believed at all. But if there's one believed somewhere until it's dropped, it's going to have the side effect that you think you're an individual. And off we go and suffering happens and experiencing happens and the search continues. Even if consciousness is imagining that a concept is real, therefore you exist. It doesn't mean you exist. It's just consciousness imagining that you exist. Imagining that it exists as an individual in order to, in order to imagine that it can experience itself. You see? There never is a you. Even when you believe there is a you, there isn't a you. That's just how consciousness does it. That's how consciousness makes this movie plausible. Do you know? There isn't a you even if you believe there's a you. That's a belief system running in consciousness. And so... Watch if the ego is kind of pissed off at that or is relieved at that. It's like, let there be nada. Nothing. Nothing. And nothing isn't the absence of feeling or the absence of experience or nothing isn't something missing. Nothing is just deep sleep. It's like, Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Every word is too much. 
And still we talk, and silence would be a lot more effective perhaps, but still we talk, huh? And it just shows that consciousness just uh, continues to do this, regardless of anything, regardless of anything. Consciousness continues to do this. And if it was ever going to stop or come to resolution, it would have come to resolution when the very first uh, dreamer woke up. I don't know, let's, let's... Well, the Buddha was before Jesus Christ. Let's say the Buddha was the first. Of course he wasn't. I mean, maybe monkeys wake up all the time. Who knows? Or fish or whatever we were prior to that. I mean, who knows? Why not? So let's say the Buddha was the first to wake up, okay? The whole thing would have stopped. Surely it would have stopped if that's all consciousness need, needed to do, was to wake up, was to see that it's not real. It would have stopped, no? But it didn't, it continues. It doesn't need to stop. It's not going anywhere. It's not seeking resolution. You see, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with the play of consciousness, with the movie, nothing at all. It's exquisitely perfect. Even when there's horrendous suffering, it's exquisitely perfect. But the personal eye has a different take on it. And that's consciousness offering diversity to itself. I don't like the fact that I'm suffering. And simultaneously can run the, the deeper knowing suffering is totally fine. It's just another happening. Equanimous with every other happening. This is the diversity that it offers it to itself, just because it can. Just because it can. Anyone totally lost? Okay. All right then. There's a roving mic, I believe. Okay. So it's over here. Somebody wants to put their hand. Is there another box here? Hi, Jack. I'm right. Joel. Hi, Joel. Thanks for the song. Sure. Um, I read your interview with Renati McNay in the book uh, Conversations in Non-Duality. It was very inspiring. And uh, one thing you said really resonated. Um, you said that you had a sense of stepping out of the way to not become a slave to the mind. I, is that in the right context? Sure. Okay. And uh, I wanted to share with you an experience I've been having with my mind. Uh, I would say in the last few months I've been going through an expanded awareness and finding that my mind, which has always been busy, continues to be busy. But I, I've had a sense of stepping out of my way and basically let it continue to be busy. So any, you know, six to 12 hours a day, I'm doing spiritual inquiry, reading, writing, going to satsang, asking questions like this. <laughs> and um, it's really with a sense of joy and inspiration and the hope that eventually maybe it could even be of help to somebody. Um, but I was just wondering what your view was on that, of having a very busy mind and sort of just letting it run. Before I answer that, I'm going to jump in to the motivation that maybe, maybe you could help somebody. It has to be for no reason at all. Because now the mind is owning it, that there is a value or some payback to be given or, and you're setting up a seed there which is going to make the ego grow again. 
downriver. Let it be for no reason at all. Nobody needs help. There's nothing wrong anywhere. Let this break down, okay? So you're doing it just because it's happening. No motivation. Would that be okay? Yeah, actually that, that really does fit because all my life I've had a sense of wanting to be of service, but failing because I've been attached to the outcome of being of service and it never quite matches my expectation. So now I'm observing myself as sort of letting this happen, but you're right, there is this little sense that maybe this will accomplish something. Yeah, drop that. Okay. I just really... drop that. Be, just be selfish. It's all right. So, so in being selfish, the right thing will happen. Well, the right thing always <laughs> happens. The right thing is all that can happen. Mind has the right-wrong category. Consciousness doesn't know what right and wrong is. It's just happening. The value judgment is the subject of conditioned mind. I guess in observing it right now, it's, it's, it feels very free to let it happen. But, yeah, I can see that attachment coming up. There might come a time where selfless service also calls you, so that you can wash away the attachment to outcome from your actions. That might happen too. But for now, be selfish. And let that wash out any, any conditioning that's around that. that. That really helps. I knew there was a good reason why I'm here. Thank sure. you. Sure, okay. Now, what you really asked was, or what you were, you were asking something else. Oh, about mind being mad, mad busy. Yes. Yeah, sure. Does it matter if mind is busy or quiet, or is it a good thing when mind is quiet and not such a good thing when mind is busy? Or? I, I actually don't really look at my mind being busy as a problem. Okay, it just it's, It feels like it's my nature. Yeah. And I feel inspired. But there's that little hook at the end, if you noticed. Sure, sure. It doesn't matter if mind is quiet or mind is busy. It's just a, I don't know, it's just a faculty, you know? It does its thing. Okay. The content and the speed doesn't matter. That's reassuring, thank you. Yeah, sure. Believing it is the problem. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. My name is Gary. Hi, Gary. Um, probably going off of uh, where maybe Joel left off for me anyway. Um, I feel like I sit between a pair of ducks in this whole thing. Um, the paradox being the the busy mind the um, the seeker who's been seeking for uh, way too long and the notion of effort in this process of simply being uh, there are certainly thoughts that become much more <coughs> sticky than than others there have been moments when the stickiness completely falls away. And um, what I'm left with is more of the being, not the mean, in, in, in my experience. Um, there's a big part of this apparent self that's attached to waking up. And where it gets confusing is the, uh, the notion of effort. Um, You know, I guess on one hand, there's the notion that you can, there's nothing to do, there's just the being, um, and yet that isn't what, 
it doesn't seem to, to move anywhere for me. So my meditation practice has deepened um, more hours, and then that also. So I'm just painting a picture in where effort kind of fits into the story. Yeah. So, so when, when you say there's nothing to do, um, the effortless zone, is that a concept you've bought or is that known? It's, it's probably more intellectual yes, than knowing. Yes, this is true. This is true. Which doesn't, for me, deny quality of knowing. It's of just course. that where it lives is an intellectual. Absolutely. Way. This is great. Okay. So, having recognized this, then, then buying that concept is, will, will be inauthentic, because you know yourself, you're between two, two dots, no? Here we are. So, so, if you buy something intellectually sooner or later, it's fine, it's interesting, and you know, there's such availability of satsang, you hear all the stuff from, from outside of the matrix so much that it's impossible not to pick up these concepts. But, but there, you're going to have to grok them in your gut. Otherwise, it's an intellectual wakening up, and that really stinks. You know? So something, let something get more authentic, Derek. Derek. Something, let something drop um, to a more gut place. The role of effort finishes when it is known that the effort is the problem. It has to be known. It's like, a, oh my God, I see it. What was I doing? It's one of those, it just shows itself to you. Um, and then the effort stops. I have had those moments um, driving down yeah. a very busy boulevard in late afternoon after work and just have that veil apart. And there was nothing prior to that moment yeah. um, that I did. Yeah. And in that moment when I would imagine most of the people around me, they're unconscious or really just wanting to get home, I found myself fine right where I was. Yes. Um, so I understand, had the experience of the, that lack of, experience of no effort. Yes. Um, and so there is, when that, when that nectar is tasted, the desire to get back there, which is where effort seems to find its way back. Yes, yes. So it's a trick, yeah. because it's motivated by desire. So effortless, that's motivated by desire, forget it. You've got a double, a double bind there. <laughs> Keep making effort until it spins out. It, the most direct way is got, cut straight into it. Otherwise, mind is doing its dance and postponing, you know, doing its dance. And as you know, when you get those glimpses, nothing was happening prior to it. So, so effort is going to stop, not because you've reached the ultimate of effort, but because it's going to break you. It's going to break you. It's going to bring you to your knees. And then there'll just be, can't do it anymore. Can't do any of it anymore. If there's anything prior to effortlessness, it's that total surrender because it's broken you. So for those of us who've had to make loads of effort, this Jack character being one of them, effort, man alive, I topped the scale of it, you know? Mm. It, it broke me because the character was really strong. Belief in the character was really strong. So if it has to bring you to your knees, so what? Let it bring you to your knees. So what? It's all right, you know? 
that's how a surrender comes, that's how a surrender comes. You know, it's like the if, if the seeking is really strong, whether you're driven or pulled, doesn't matter. If it's really strong, then that push itself is the thing that has to be broken. That desire itself will be the last desire to be broken. And this is what brings us to our knees. You have to lose the fight of even the desire for truth. You will lose even that fight. That one's a hard one to imagine. Yeah, sure. Sure. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. Okay, then I'll go again. Yeah, sure. Real quickly. Um, the word consciousness gets thrown about yeah. in, in the non-dual um, circle. I'm just wondering if you wouldn't mind spending a few moments just giving me your definition. Yeah, I know people use different ones. Um, okay. Pardon? Have a new one. Have a new one, oh dear. <laughs> I hope not. You know, it's, it's, it's not rocket science. It's just the, the ability to be conscious of something is consciousness. So if, like, I am conscious of sitting on a chair, take away the I, there is consciousness of sitting on a chair. So that's the micro. And so the macro is anything that's conceivable. <clears throat> Sitting on a chair is conceivable. So the widest, widest, widest con context of space, time, way out there, the I am, isness, beingness, those, those more subtle concepts. Even these, there is an awareness of them. Without the personal I claiming them, there's awareness of them. So that awareness is like the context, it's like the house for which any type of awareness can function. So there must be a consciousness of them. And so I call that, that's just consciousness. It's the framework within which any movement at all can happen. So if, if, if one is something phenomenal, as in capital O1, something phenomenal, then it must be consciousness itself. Because within consciousness is where mind labels, divides, and, and sees difference and, and duality gets thicker and denser, down to the separate eye. So consciousness itself, it's like the capacity of, of, of the movie to be aware of itself, to be self-conscious. So then at the point of self-consciousness kicking in, there is the idea of existence. You see? If you're conscious of yourself, well then something, something exists. Hey, hey, there's the first lie. Off we go building from there. So consciousness makes sense in that way. It's just the ability to be conscious. And it's not like, you know, human beings, we have this, um, I don't know, this kind of superiority complex um, that, you know, we're the ones who can awaken and we're the ones who are more conscious of anything and we can see our thoughts. Quite a lot of garbage, like absolute bullshit. Do you know? There is a capacity to be conscious without using the mind, without using the intellect. So you don't use any of those other um, new agey words like the absolute or... There, you seem to hold the, the, this definition of consciousness as 
experience? Experience requires somebody to have an experience. Right. We're yes. deep in the labeling mechanism by the time we've got experience happening. Uh, the context of all that is, yeah, I suppose the absolute, I used to use the absolute, and um, it, it, it seems to be too much of a, a labeling on that, that, that which is. I'm, and I'm kind of now going with nothing and take nothing away. Because anything we talk about, truth even, now it's a concept, now it's attainable, and it's like, oh my God, you see? So, so consciousness is nebulous enough. And yet, where does, where in this experience, sure. bear with my words, sure, yeah. uh, where in this experience does, does this uh, divine intelligence, this vast knowingness, um, is this where it exists is in consciousness? Yes, yes, these exist in consciousness. Yeah, even those most subtle ones are still in consciousness. And, and there can be an experience of kind of hitting across those zones, places within, whatever, in, in meditation, no? In, in kind of stepping back, back, back outside of it. That knowingness where nothing needs to be known, where there's just knowingness. If we can describe it, it's phenomenal. We can describe it. You can say you've had the experience or you don't know, you haven't had the experience, but you've read about it. So therefore it's phenomenal. Bingo, it's in the movie. Everything we talk about is in the movie, everything. Every single thing. That helps me to, to, just to understand when you use the word consciousness, yeah, what sure. you're referring to. So sure. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's <coughs> that, yeah. Turn I can't find any consciousness. You can't find any consciousness? No. Can you say that another way? It, it just seems like an idea. Sure, it is, of course. Everything's an idea. So, there isn't any. There isn't anything. No, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. <laughs> Why do we talk about things like consciousness then? Do we? We just did, didn't we? But there's nothing. Mm, yeah. Because this is an appearance. There's an appearance of consciousness. I don't see it. Okay. But I don't see it is consciousness having the experience that it doesn't see it. Well, sure. You know, it's just a... No, really, I mean, I'm not being smart like No, 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 I, I know you're not. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's kind of like imagining upon imagining. It's like yes. the butterfly imagining. Yes. You know, all that stuff. But um, it's like, so what? You know? Yes. I don't get it. I don't care. Yes. Great. <coughs> yeah. This is more, I mean, not more. It's just, this, this is good. You know, whatever it is. Yes. Can you move I don't care to I don't mind? Well, I can't find mind either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. in, because I don't care tends to be a position that, that's held. Well, mind yes. Is, is, you know. is some way looser. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And uh, yeah, I, I think that the I don't care 
comes as a kind of uh, um, like a feeling of a current of some sort. And, uh, well, uh, it's, it's kind of like there's no, be- I, I don't believe anything. I, I mean, I, I keep using this I think, but uh, it's, it's sweeter than that. It's much more interesting than anything we can describe. Yes. So why do we just keep describing it? Yes. This is what consciousness does. Describing? It keeps kind of reinventing itself and talking about itself and turning it over. And well, it's this boring. is just what it does. Yeah, sure. Boring and interesting. It's all there. Right. Everything and in its extreme, just for the sake of experiencing. It's going nowhere, you see. It's just recycling. Feels like there could be um, something that is like it's like more playful, you know. Uh, certainly less serious, uh, but but um, we're just recognizing this playfulness. Yes. You see, and then uh, I th- I have this feeling that there's more fun there than trying to figure something out or or get uh, a, a word defined. Okay. You see. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know quite where to go with all of this. But no, you're fine, you're fine, because no two paths are the same. That's the magic of diversity. That's no two what? No two paths. Two paths. Paths, paths okay. yeah, are the same. So, so, so there's space for all of it. So the one that's making sense to you, obviously, is less of an intellectual, but more some kind of a looseness or following lightness, something not contracted. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't know. Things pop up, they show up. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's been sweeter lately yeah. than I recall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then follow that sweetness, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just be brutally honest with yourself that there's no hiding. Brutally sweet? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but be so honest with yourself to know that you're not kind of grabbing a philosophy or a new age approach to how to live. Do, do you know? I do. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go there. That's just kidding yourself. Please not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's something... But it's not like, it's like uh, here, you know, we come together, we all aim in one direction, somebody talks the other direction. Uh-huh. And uh, I keep feeling there's something more fun, more playful to do. Yes. I don't know. Yes. I'm just throwing it out. Yes. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, we we could all just do, tell jokes. It would be the same thing. Really, really. Ultimately, it's the same thing. You know. Yeah. So, so, uh, I mean, there's this sense that it really matters somehow that we um, get it or um, awaken or. Yeah. And I can't. Yeah. See but, any of it. But that's fine. Consciousness plays like that, and it's opposite. It's always running something, and it's opposite to experiences. So. Well, it's the same thing, though. Well, it's it's all the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's all the same thing. Do you so, know? Yeah. But but when somebody else is driven by effort, mm. they can't help that. And and when when your thing is about, it, it's in the joy. The looseness is in the joy. Mm-hmm. You can't help that either. Hmm. Yeah. Do you see? This This is just how it plays. Okay. But follow, be true to thine own self, huh? Yeah. 
thine own <laughs> not so here self. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they are not there. Who cares? You know, yeah, it's exactly. going to spin out. It's not you anyway, even if you think it's you. Do you know? But yeah. Just no hiding. Just no hiding. I don't know how to do that or not do that, though. How do you not hide? I mean, if you're hiding, you're hiding, right? Yes, if you're hiding, you're hiding. But, but at a certain point, when, when the path of joy is calling you, mind will be ever so quick to, uh, to cover what is happening with an understanding that interprets it as joy rather than seeing that it is truly joy. No, it's uh, way too honest. Okay, this is what I'm saying. It's about the honesty, yeah? It is. And the hiding is the opposite to the honesty. I might try and hide, but it isn't. It can't do it. Okay, there we go. That's what I'm pointing towards. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, a little confused about what you mean by consciousness. Could you, I, I liked what you were saying in the very beginning uh, about, if I got it right, it was kind of like consciousness um, either creates or somehow has something to do with all these forms. And part, part of the nature of forms is that they, our bodies are forms and inanimate objects are forms and concepts are forms. And so consciousness is, is, is aware of all these different um, things and it forgets who it is and finds itself as a person every once in a while and it's confused. So I, I'm kind of getting that um, um, and I like that. I think that's really neat. Um, but I'm getting confused about the way you're answering people and talking to people like they're people, like they have choices. Yes. I'm all confused now. And yes, so perfect. could you talk a little yeah. bit more about how you see consciousness? Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk first about the, the style Jack's style. Um, wherever, wherever there, wherever, wherever there is a belief that is seen or unseen, but a belief that's running, I go after the belief. It's in the movie. It's not significant, but that's just the style that runs here. So, so the answer for that I give individuals is for them. It might or might not make sense. Might be just a point of interest, but it might not be relevant. So it's always an individual response, depending on what's not seen by the person, what's still running, what's believing, what's keeping the movie intact. So, so yeah, it sounds like I go really, really into the movie as if taking it seriously. It's just the style. It's just the style of just say, hey, look at this. Hey, look at this is running. This is keeping you locked. So that's, that's, that's what that's about. Um, well, who? Just a minute. Um, yeah. Who's who's locked, and why is it? Why does it matter? But you're, of course, they're not. But they're just. You have to. You have to discover that. You see. You see. Of course, nobody's locked. I can give you all the advice theories in the world and say there's nobody here and there's nobody locked, and you're already enlightened. And I can equally say that's bullshit too, because everything is presents as real is also bullshit exactly at the same time. <laughs> all right. So so so. I can jump to either camp. Which camp can we talk about? They're all the same. They're just the flip sides of the dualistic concept, co construct. 
Well, now that makes sense. Okay. I, under, I, I understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So whichever one is running, sure, there'll be a response out of this jack woman to whatever's running. You know, it's it's all the same, you see. But to, to grab an idea, oh, there's nobody, I'm not going to give you new concepts. No. My, my gig seems to be to, to kind of unravel wherever there is one that's presenting as real so that it can be seen that it's not. Could you talk more about um, how consciousness does all this and, and how it gets lost? And I mean, that, that struck me, and I would like to hear more about that. Okay. So if we take it that consciousness is the context or the greatest... Uh, circumference around all the galaxies, let's say, <laughs> anything that can possibly have ever happened after the Big Bang if there was such a thing. So, so anything phenomenal is within consciousness, okay? So movement is, is the defining characteristic in all of consciousness. It's always changing, it's always transient, always moving. And the movement of what happens the play within the movement creates a story. And the story is that as it moves, it loses and finds and reflects itself constantly. So it's very much like, ah, yeah, that, that, that image of um, a movie screen, and that, you know how they speak about that, I think Ramana Maharshi spoke about it and stuff, that the screen is, is still and, and that life is just like lights flickering on top of it. And when we focus on the lights, we see, oh my God, this is a cop car driving down the street and there's a chase and da, 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 da. So you're looking at the particular and you're taking that to be as real. But from another perspective, actually it's just energy moving. It's just flickering of light. There's nothing happening at all because you're focused on the screen, that which is unchanging. So attention is at home on that. Okay? So if we use that imagery, that which is still and outside of it is not bothered by what's going on. But the, that which is conscious is the thing that's looking, is looking at the movie. And in looking at the movie, there's something happening. And so when the idea of there's something happening at play, we already have diversity. We already have <coughs> movement happening. So when movement is happening, there is the idea that something is leaving and something is going. So there must be separation from movement to happening. Because what moves? If we have one thing, it doesn't move. But if, there, if we divide it into parts or have the idea that there's parts, well, then there's something changing, lost, found, trying to find itself. It's like, and if you look at it like, you know, you, you fall in love. Ah, oh, there's a sense of coming home. You arrive at a job you always wanted. Ah, oh, there's a sense of coming home. And what it is really is that desire stops. And I'm flying all over the place now, but anyway, here we go. <laughs> so desire stops, and then there's a bit of foie, there's a bit of rest, okay? Until the next thing cranks up again. When there's no desire running and there is that sense of rest and peace, there's nothing lost, there's nothing found, there's just nothing happening. And it's delicious. There's a bit of calm. And then all of a sudden, something else, something else. Movement happens. And in the movement, there's something to be gained because there's the idea that something would be better if I had it, therefore there's something lacking here. So we have desire arriving, rising from the ideas that there's something absent here. Something would make it richer. So what do you do? You try and find the bit that's broken and put it back in. The bit that's missing. The person, the job, the money, the whatever it is. Constantly looking for something, grasping it, as if you're not whole. 
as if consciousness isn't complete. And when it's looking at the parts, it doesn't see that it's complete. So you're saying that desire is a reflection of a feeling of incompleteness? Yes. So it's not, desire just doesn't happen on its I thought I always thought the desire just sort of happened on its own, and that's what motivated me to, to do whatever I do. You see, it, it, oh, in one way we can say everything happens on its own. But in the breakdown of the eye, it's very useful to see where desire arises from. Because if the eye is still running, the personal eye is still running, and you're grabbing onto the context, the, to the idea that everything happens on its own, well, then the eye will never actually unravel. Because that's the, everything happening on its own is only seen when the eye isn't there, when the, the doership falls apart. We've chicken and egg here, or we've a cart in front of a horse. Do you see? I'm not quite there. Okay. Okay. When a desire arises, it's like it's, it's deep within the movie. The personal eye must be there, is born at the same time as desire. They arise together because there has to be one who wants something. So we have the individual and the desire popping up together. It's like, it's like they're in bed together. Do you know? And click, there's a connection, and the I desires something. Now, if the I then takes the position, well, desire arose by itself. It's like, well, actually, no, the I is joined onto the desire, but the I is stepping back here so that, it has, so that it is keeping itself alive. So it's denying its part in the arising of this desire. And so then it will never see through that it actually is the thing that that enabled the desire to arise. You see? Okay, so without the I then, there's no desire. There's no desire. There's no desire. Okay, and then nothing's the happening. I mean, nothing's going on and everything's just one. And... Yeah, okay, you're grabbing the, the concepts again now. Um, do you see it? Do you see there's something in mind that grabs the advice of concepts? And it's like, I'm more interested to see where you're at and what's playing as real. You see? Is everything one? I can throw that out too, because one is one too many. <laughs> you know? Oh, so even, even one is one too many. Of course it is. Of course it's one too many. Of course it is. All is one, it's like, blah. No. You know? Everything and its opposite. There's place for both of them. So if you stick to one of them, I'm going to throw in the opposite, of course. So that it all gets loose. Do you see? So to grab the idea there's nothing happening, don't grab any idea unless it's known that there's nothing happening. It's like, well, bloody hell, okay, nothing's happening, but actually right now it does feel like satsang is happening. Okay, now let's work there because that's more honest. So, so I'm doing something by grabbing something? Is that what you're saying? There's ideas running in consciousness, but while the idea that the I exists within that form that I'm looking at, then it's, it looks as though you're grabbing something. Do you see? Not completely, but you're giving me a lot to think about. But okay. I, I hope you keep going with this because it's helping. Okay, great, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just in the middle down there. <clears throat> Hi. Hi. Uh, I'm Charlie. Hi, Charlie. 
Let's uh, keep it right on, right down here. I know uh, I sit in a lot of satsangs and uh, develop. There's times when I could feel this uh, just undifferentiated uh, field. Yes. And I have very difficult problems with the organization in the ordinary world, you know. And like, right, whether I have like an illness, and most of my life I would sort of could be identified with being very disorganized. There's an urgency to deal with it, which I haven't <laughs> very well. But there's also the other, I mean, I like being in places like this, where you're sitting and listening, you don't have to do anything. And it, it, I really get into the appreciation of, of you know, I've never met you before, but there's a similar uh, ground that you're talking about that uh, I guess I long for. But when I'm in these places, there's almost a frightening quality of no I. And then I, there's other part of me that for a lifetime of wanting to be organized or to be, uh, you know, be, uh, not have to, yeah, be organized. There's, there's a neurological thing where I can get distracted and it's uh, having to take care of tasks in the world. And, but it's, uh, uh, there's always been a longing to be myself. And, but I, as I've explored different things, I can see it's just to be. And, and not, but it's, there's still a body here that I need to take care of. It would be nice if I could take care of it the best I can. Sure. So, uh, I, I don't know what I'm saying. That's fine. So, what if the role of the disorganized Charlie was just a role? It's just a role that's being played. Being disorganized doesn't have to write itself. Neither does it have to be a place of where the eye kicks in because it's identified, because there's chaos or, or you know, confusion or you've got to get things sorted. That role can happen without it being you in there, who's pissed off with it or having trouble with it or confused or whatever. I can feel that sometimes, but I guess that sometimes uh, it takes a lot of uh, concentration in a way. I mean, whether I'm 70 years old and my body isn't what it was and it's uh, there's incapacities that I didn't expect, and dealing with no noticing that, I could. Uh, um, there's a deep place where I want to be more. Okay. So, what's stopping you from resting awareness in that deep place?
I guess there's a difference between here and, you know, when I'm going between, you know, uh, when I'm alone. So there's... Uh, How come you give yourself permission to go into the undifferentiated zone here and not when you're at home? I guess there's some sort of identification with or some trust or something I associate with also these fellow seekers, seekers or uh, sitting in satsang. There's some deep connection without it being personal. I don't, I... Hmm. Okay, you've, you've, you've got some ideas which you have bought, which you kind of go through in order to, to allow yourself to dissolve into the indifferentiated zone. You've got some ideas around it. It's like, oh, there's satsang on, uh, you know, subconsciously, I'll zone out there. Or, oh, that'd be lovely. Or, what? it's like you set yourself up because it's as though the conditions create access to that zone. You've set that up yourself. Equally, you've set up, when I'm out in the world, these are the conditions where I don't have access to that zone. You've set up bridges for yourself. That undifferentiated zone is there all of the time, unchanging, and it's not because you're with a community, it's not because you're listening to this stuff, it's not any of that. That's just a load of conditioning that we've bought because of the satsang circus that we're all part of. <laughs> I guess it's the fear of loss of the eye. Yes. The, no, we're talking. The, the, because it is so unfamiliar. If I, there's some practice I did where I became aware of there's not a tree there, there's just, uh, it's just polarizing in the consciousness. But there's uh, the familiar Charlie, is, it's, it's not there. And, and, and it's okay, but there is some, some, Fear. There's some. There's just nothing. There's the not the familiar eye there, and you know, the, the the person that then speaks uh, uh, doesn't quite know how to uh, let the speaking come from that. It, you know, there's the, all the, the patterns that come up. Or, actually, I'm being more clear now. Sometimes I would go off in the disorganized, disorganized thoughts. But, uh, That's all right. That's actually not a problem. That's not a problem. But the fact that you might have Charlie standing outside the door ready to kind of slip into that zone when you go home, that's what I'm interested in. Let there be no Charlie. There's no Charlie. He's like a comfortable old smelly overcoat. <laughs> Do you know that you just want to put him on because he feels comfortable, feels familiar? Don't yeah. let familiarity be a comfort for you. That's, hmm, that's, I'll write that one down. Yeah, <laughs> because even the chaos, even the confused thoughts is familiar to you. And even that has become a hangout place for you. Something in you likes familiarity. You find a comfort in it. Yeah. 
And there is no rest without the eye because there's only the change happening all the time and you know it's not real, but there's no rest in it. There's no place to rest. There's no position. It's just fluid. So familiarity, let it go. Don't make it something nice, comforting. It's not. It's just a mind game. I'd like to share something that uh, I would say my, it comes from my heart, but my mind is trying to analyze it, but the heart always wins out. Good. Um, it's the experience of uh, uh, having basically the ego become non-dominant in my awareness and um, feeling the sense of being in the unknown, um, which miraculously feels like there's no side, top, or bottom, and it's, uh, the miracle is that it feels like the safest place to be. Um, and I look at this and I see out of the unknown, uh, I trace it down, what's arising, and I experience the first thing arising to be the heart, what I consider to be the great heart, uh, because it feels like it's bigger than I am, um, even though my personal heart can open to it and be filled with it, it can't contain it. And this is a sense of body, uh, which has been described by many people, a sense of subtle energy flowing through. Um, and waking me up at five in the morning, <laughs> making me run to my computer and write it all down. <laughs> um, but the sense is out of this unknown, you know, with the uh, arising of this great heart, everything comes out of that. Um, everything, all thoughts, mind, word, consciousness, And it makes looking at the present moment, not a moment of time, but awareness, really a miracle that all of this is coming out of it. Um, so I'm kind of researching Buddhist scriptures and authors and I'm trying to figure out what words to put it in. And I, these are my words now. And I'm just curious if you think it's pointing to the truth or... Um, Can you throw it all out? <laughs> I don't know where to grab onto it and start, but um, I, I, basically it's love, and I feel that um, uh, Did he answer this the is question? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really love and action, and that's what's coming from the great heart. It's love and action. Everything is moving and, and coming out of this place, and when I sit in stillness, I can feel it the best. There's, it's beyond words. It's a silence, and we all talk about silence beyond words, but it's really being perfectly still and quiet, which I'm lucky I can do sometimes. It's there. This too will be taken from you, Joe. Well, I know everything I'm telling you and conceiving of as a concept, um, but the first, what is the first word, the first concept that arises out of the unknown and the silence? Can we trace it down? Um, and Buddha said that the um, first word that comes is erroneous. 
and, and all teaching is erroneous, and uh, any assertion is false. And I can feel that because in the silence, none of that's there. In the unknown, none of it's there. It doesn't. There's no existence, no non-existence. Yes. Um, yes. There's no non-duality. Yes, there's no non-duality. And yes. it's not empty. Yes. But no, when the first right. thing appears in the present moment, it feels full. So, Everything so why are you there. hanging out in this love zone? What? what? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually doing my best to uh, describe what I'm experiencing right now in this moment, and. Um, can you throw that out? Can you throw that out? If any part of you is, is, is something is registering it a little bit too much. Every experience is the same. An equanimity has to kick in, whereby you see that every experience is the same. But for some reason, this one is just a little more exciting or tastier or delicious or something. Some, there's a hook here. It's either it's either taking your interest because because it's being enjoyed or because you can share it with other people or I, I don't know. There's a hook here. It, uh, you know, if 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 you were saying, but it's all nothing. It's just another experience. It's just another phenomenon, and it's as significant as water in the garden. It's like great, fine, but you're not saying that. Uh, well, the words are coming from an inspiration, and um, it seems to be coming from. Uh... I mean, if I trace it down, it's coming from the silence. There is something arising, something appearing. Um, and uh, this is all coming out of that. And if you say to let go of it, I can appreciate that. But then I wonder, really, the only way to really let go of it is just stop talking and just go sit in silence. And Maybe so. So. Maybe so. Then I um, ask, then why are we informed? And then I ask, why do teachers teach? that we really aren't informed, that we're either not informed and also informed. There's no we that. at all. There's no we at all. So that's negating. That's negating. So it just we, never happened. Yeah, we, we can negate, but the fact is we are informed. So the question is... <laughs> <laughs> the fact is we are informed. Right. So the question, you're flying in, so it's like, just don't, 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 don't. You're grasping onto this, George. You hear yourself. You're grasping onto this. It's like you don't even want to give me an inch so that I go in and, and, and chop it. Yeah. Do you see the attachment to it? Sure. The attachment right. is the problem. What you're talking about isn't the pro is, is fine. It's the attachment you have to it. Sure. There's a definitely an attachment. And do I accept the attachment or do no, I... No, drop it. <laughs> okay, well, let me ask you one more question since we're on the subject. And this has intrigued me for a long time. What brings the form of an awakened quote-unquote awakened teacher uh, or an awakened uh, beingness in the body to share that and to help others awaken. I've traced that down, and there has to be an attachment, ultimately, to stay in the body. If one is truly without any attachment, any word, nothing, there's no reason to be in the body. There's no reason anyway. Right. Because but, you but, see that you're not in a body. You never were in a body. Yeah, but some bodies uh, get up and teach and share and write, and other bodies just go sit in a monastery. Sure. So there is a, <clears throat> I would say, a looking back before, if you're in a state or an awareness where you don't need to be in the body, but you are, there's, there is a hook there. There's a looking back and kind of reaching back in compassion to help others. And Buddha called it the great compassion of heart. He was very clear on it. He said that uh, there is a looking back that occurs. Maybe, I don't know. Okay, thank you.
I like moving around. My sitting tolerance is not the best. <clears throat> well, first I would like to say that it's um, the in the past from the four years I fought or gave up with depression uh, since I was since I was 18, according to some and I've had many moments where it, I just um, things let go and there was seeing as you might say but what gets me is the um, that seems to that seems to pass away so quickly where the, the dark states I feel like I'm wallowing there <laughs> one way to look at depression is that it's, it's the ego's strongest fight for survival because it makes everything about itself. Everything is, is referred to you. There's no space for another person to, to exist. Everything is, is reflection of you. Yeah. So that the ego absolutely has to have only one story going, which is all about me. It's like it's, it's, an, it's the extreme egoic state. For some, there's a popping through from there, and from some, they have to walk through the crap to get out of it. Do you know? I can't say which way it's going to go. That's just the play of the movie. But you might as well try and walk back out of it, huh? While you're waiting. Yeah. I... I wrote something that says, why, why wait? Yeah. I'm not an antique. That's right. Yes. So the way to bring the ego to wholeness is for it to be okay. And for some capacity to observe the mind. It's like it gets caught in a spaghetti, you know? And, and, and there, every now and then, if there is a second where you can, ah, that's the mind, that's the mind. If you've any chink at all of being able to see that the mind is, is running amok, it's saying the stories, take it. Take that moment. If you get two a day, if you get 2,000 a day, take every one. Follow it. Follow it. Say, whoa, that's the mind. Okay, I'm outside of it. Whew. It's like... Pull back from the spaghetti ball, you know? It's like, okay, okay, I'm out of it, I'm out of it now. That's mind, yeah. that's that garbage, that's the ego fighting for survival. Fine, not going there. You'll be in again in a minute anyway. But, but take a breather for as long as you can, huh? <clears throat> yeah. And at the same time, 
like some others have said, it's it happens um, often when I I didn't do anything really intentional, and that leaves the, the ego feeling helpless. Yes, it will do anything for attention. The ego will. Yeah. It will do anything. It will throw up any emotion at all just so that attention stays on it. And then it gets fatter the more attention it has. It gets resourced for its next. I just wish I didn't keep believing it. Yeah. Can you take one thing to focus on? Stop all self-pity. <laughs> Could you watch that one like a hawk? Okay. Yeah. It's in every ego on the planet. But 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 I I, I think if you had one thing to go after, it would help. <coughs> so self-pity has to be running before wallowing happens. The wallowing is part of the self-pity vibe. Because the ego wants to run a what about me story? What about me? You see? Just really investigate self-pity. See how does that run? What is that? And if you can yank that out of the spaghetti, it'll get looser. I'm wondering what we're talking to him about the so so things are just happening with the eye the eye there are just things happening and then how you said that the desire and the eye rise together can things just happen Without that, the eye rising with the desire? Like what kind of things? Leaves fall off a tree without desire. I mean, give me... Okay, so, so like if you had... Like if you bought... Like if I was businessing and bought a bunch of rocks to make jewelry to expand a business. And thinking that that was just the movement of the business. Okay. But did it happen? Did the I come with the desire to buy them? Or can it happen without desire? Okay. Okay. Very good. Okay. Separate planning from all of this, okay? So planning is common sense. So in, in making a business work for you, you need common sense. And planning is an essential part of work. So planning to, to, to buy raw produce in order to make a product to sell, that's common sense. That's common sense. Now, mind will grab anything and say, oh God, but I have a desire that if I could expand, I could do this, I could take more holidays, and oh my God, we could put on an extension. It's like, that's desire coming in. Hello, hello. Keep it to common sense. 
but let planning happen. Okay? Now, if there is an attachment to the outcome, you'll know it's desire-based. Because common sense is like, yeah, I need to make another 10,000 bucks a year in order to breathe again. Okay, okay, that's common sense. If you make it or you don't, so what? Okay. Have no attachment to the outcome. <coughs> if there's an attachment to the outcome, there is desire in there along the way. There's always desire as a seed uh, of an outcome that there's an attachment to. So would survival be an attachment? You know, like survival of the business? I'm trying to see if I have, a de if my this desire yes. rose with this yes. I. Yes. Because I'm thinking that I was just trying to let everything go. Okay. As like the waves of the ocean are just happening. Okay. I'm trying to just let it happen. Okay, but did you let go of common sense? No, I'm, I'm pretty good at all right. Uh, running what I'm running. Okay. But you know I don't like it. Yeah. Like much. But yeah. it's kind of where I am, what's happening. But I thought I had, what I'm, what my question is, I thought I had the I in check with that. And, and when you said that, I'm like, hmm. Mm. Is, is that I attaching to that mm. desire? And, and I'm in denial that it is. Mm. So if the business fails, if it doesn't survive? I'm okay with that. All right, then. Okay. I'm probably more okay with that than if it continued to go. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a desire for the business to go bust? <laughs> no, I, I work really hard to not let that happen, but I'm not really attached. But that made me question where I am with it. Yeah. Yeah. So just being attached to the outcome of what is happening now, if you're attached to the outcome now. Yes. Then the desire was attached. Yes. In the first place. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. See, life doesn't have to stop, or life doesn't have to change at all. Life isn't the issue. Life still continues, and, and you're going to have to put food and clothes on your back, you know? Like, that's, that's life. It's the internal gig. Gent at the back there. <clears throat> I'm a little nervous uh, asking this question, but um, I've come into satsangs, like, you know, since I, I moved here to the Bay Area, about, what has it been now, three years? And uh, the, reason, the reason I came here in the first place is just so I can undo, I guess, the conditioning that I've detected, like, operates within me, it doesn't serve me, the kind of behavior that comes out of it. And, you know, like I come to like an event like this and I hear, I hear you say something, you start talking about, you know, it's just consciousness and, you know, this really isn't happening and that of course blows my mind and that's probably the point. 
but I'm really wondering, like, it causes me to wonder. I just have to say this because what is the point of this? What are we doing here? You know, what what is is, is it di- is it different for each person? I mean, every person has their own path. Yes. So you're just reacting to each person on what they're. You, you can kind of see what they need and yes. what they need to hear and what they need. To, what needs to be pointed out to them. Yes. So yes. I guess the answer couldn't be like, yeah, pretty much everyone here is just trying to unravel conditioning, yes. trying to be freer, more authentic, yeah. real, yeah, natural. Yeah, that's right. That's what makes a seeker. That's right. Just looking for some kind of freedom, mm-hmm. you know. And if the big whammy happens, great. But it's just in the meantime, you you can't but want to be freer, looser, less contracted. It's just a natural evolution of mind. And if, if I were to talk from that which is beyond, I'd say nothing at all. Sure, there's nothing to be said. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't talk. No words come from that which is, that which you are. No words come from it. There's no talking from there. It's crapology mm-hmm. saying it arose from nothingness. It's like, well, nothingness doesn't talk. Nothingness doesn't know anything about this. You know, this is the movie. You know? So yeah, there'd be silence. back on the <coughs> I and desire and especially around survival I've hold, uh, Peace Pilgrim you ever heard of Peace Pilgrim she I don't know if I have it right but basically walked until shelter was given and oh, yeah. oh, went yeah. hungry until she the was the lady fed. who walks and walks yeah. and walks yeah 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 and so I've held this as some kind of a ideal. Okay. As if the way of it, the birds don't need to plan their day apparently, and I don't know. But and then you're talking about common sense of just doing the way I hear it, what needs to be done to keep in the flow of life. Yeah. These two seem very separate to me. Help. <laughs> isn't, isn't the peace program lady, isn't she just in the flow of life? I assume, yes, her flow. Yeah. And there seems to be a, a great deal of, from this point, um, surrender, trust. And a willingness, apparently, to let the form go, if that were to happen. Yes. 
or if there's even identification. I, you know, I don't know where she's at. But. I guess she had a plan too. That's from from the story I read. She had a plan. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't think she can help it, but do what she's doing. And every now and then, an extreme path is shown. You know, somebody pops in with an extreme path, um, and that's what makes it extreme. It makes it extreme is because it's not your our average path. And and so so you know if it's if it's if it's a bandwidth the ones at the outside are living on the edge, but most of us are in the middle somewhere. Um, it's all it's all just it, it, the path that walks through you is your path. Honor your own one, rather than being influenced by others. Mm. When when we're unduly influenced by others, it's really the, a denial of what's true to ourselves. It's like, it's like there's a lack of honesty or a lack of willingness to listen, to see what's pulling your form, what's, what's pulling your character. And honor that, and let, let that happen, and get out of the way so that that happens. And let that path be walked, whether it's the same as everybody else or totally unique, that's completely insignificant. It's just a path. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of waffling in there in the last years. Not knowing, noticing I'm following someone else's idea or my own of someone else's idea or, you know. Have you seen that it doesn't work? I've seen that it goes in, you know, it's like it's, I mean, I'm still keeping it fed, you know. It's still, still, and... uh, and yet sometimes there's like, I can't do another day at work. And then the next day at work, I'm like, what happened? I'm fine here. Yes. And extreme. I mean, yes. like, you know, I'm writing an email of resignation. Like, yes. I can't even do my commitment next, you know, it's like, I got to go now. Okay. And then I go, I mean, I got to leave work now. And then I go to work and something moves and I'm fine. I just keep going. It's like, I... So the idea of work comes up and you want to resign, but when you're physically there, you're fine. Is that it? It comes up when I'm there as well, not that particular instant, but it also comes up of while I'm there, like, oh, I just can't do this anymore, or parts of it. And then I look at, you know, working through those things, like, okay, what's here that keeps me from just loving all of it, and and, uh, and then it moves a little, and then it goes, you know, it just okay. goes all over. Is it destructive for you to stay in that job? Don't know. This is what to find out. If it's a place you can learn and see and work through stuff, fine. But I'm just concerned because you said, why can't I just love all of us? It's fine to hate stuff. Love is overrated, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Really, it is. (laughs) 
you know, it's fine to... It's not real, so yeah. love what you don't Yeah, like. it's fine to, like, naturally walk, you know, avoid people. This is all fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. You know? So, so while you're, if you're learning in the job, okay, fine, stay there. But, but if you're learning because you've bought an idea that you should be fine in every situation, this mightn't be helping. There are some situations that are toxic for people and productive for others, and it's the very same scenario. But you have to listen deeper inside you to see what's right, rather than buying the idea and putting the idea on top of it in order to make it fit. Yeah, and I think I continue on the same, but where I come to now is it'll, it'll just move, you know, the clarity will come or whatever it is will come when it comes, because I've been yes. diving in as, from every friggin' angle I can come from. Yes, I think so. You, you're cross-eyed from looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. A different perspective, huh? A, a deeper one, more in your gut, and just like, I'll either walk out or I won't. Let's see. Just that. Just that. Yeah, see, there's a... What comes now is just walk. And then the fear kicks in. To what? Nothing's calling. That's been it, too. It's like, to what? Nothing's calling. Okay. As far as I, you know. Okay. Then get any old job. It's not about the job. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Get any job. There's a phase of when work needs to be fulfilling desires, and there's a phase when it's just work. You might as well be doing something, or else you're going to just rust away, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Get any job at all. Mm -hmm. The pride kicks in. Ah, of course. <laughs> yes, I was waiting for something. Yes, yes. <laughs> 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 okay, then, then deliver pizzas. Do something fun and light and just, you know, I don't know, I, I've never delivered pizza, so I'm just imagining my idea of delivering pizza is that there's a freedom in it because you're on bus to a large extent. Okay, something like this, huh? And where there's no, um, you know, no pride. It's just service. Yeah, and no big commitment either. Yeah, it's just service, huh? Thank you. Early, earlier in the uh, evening, you uh, referred to uh, a concept, if you will, of an intellectual awakening, and it sounded like there was a real warning that went along with whatever that concept has in it. Did I? I don't remember it, but okay. Um, oh yeah, was it when I, we were talking about about people buying the concepts and it. Was, was that it? Buying the concepts and kind of saying all the right thing, but it wasn't, 
it wasn't actually seen? I don't, I don't remember the context. All okay. I remember is the phrase. Okay. As, as though there are different levels, different stages somehow of an awakening. Yeah. And an intellectual awakening is a okay. particular version. Ah, uh, okay. No, there's just awakening. Either seeing the truth or there isn't seeing the truth. But, but the, the mind will convince itself that it can do awakening. But of course it's not awakening at all, it's just more ego development. It's more the mind grasping and achieving and all this stuff. And you'll know it if somebody says, I'm awake, yeah. you'll know it, you'll smell it. <laughs> you know? Or they say, so-and-so is not awake. You know, it's not awake. <laughs> really? Really? Just so-and-so is there, you know? You know? Thank you. Yeah, sure. Just behind. Hi. Can you speak about compassion, please? Mm. Whoops. Compassion. <laughs> Overrated? <laughs> Can I put that on it? Um, uh, you see, any concept that's been grabbed by a religion, you know, red lights are flashing. Because invariably, a value system then is placed on these things. That's why a religion will grasp it. And religions usually grasp concepts because it's motivated by control. Trying to control humanity or mind their flock and all of this thing. So that there's no space for the individual path, which is... Um, it, it only can be individual. That's what separation does, individuality. Okay? So from that point of view, it's kind of been a bit contaminated. If any one manifestation has more value than another, ultimately that value will have to be stripped down. It will have to be. So to hold up compassion is fine for a while, and it's a virtue, and blah, blah, blah. We can say all the positive things about compassion. Now... The value of that is placed upon compassion will have to fall away sooner or later and get rid of it now, why not? <laughs> compassion happens. And it's like when you when you if you kick the door as you're going out, you're gonna go, ah, and you're gonna you're gonna grab your toe. Do you know? That's compassion. It's a natural taking care that is in everything. It's in every single thing. A tree is going to go a different way in order to uh, avoid smacking up against another one. It's going to grow thinner in order, you know, I mean, everything, everything practices taking care of itself. The thing is, you're all of it. You're all of it. And when that's known, somehow a compassion seems to happen, but it's compassion for yourself. It's for yourself. It's never about the other person. So compassion towards another person is the one that has to fall down. And once, once, once how it really works shows itself to you, compassion is inevitable. So as someone who has not woken up yet, is there a point of 
cultivating compassion, if you want to do a religious thing, it's like grasping an idea that somebody else had a few minutes ago, grasping a concept, do you know, as if that's the way, that's the way forward. You can let that cycle phase out, you know, um, because the, 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 the natural flow of life will move through your form if you get out of the way. But the ideal of compassion will keep you in the way, manipulating the natural order of things. Um, and another reason why we do this is usually for self-image, to like ourselves more or to be seen to be good, blah, blah, blah. So what a great way to bin all of that, huh? Of just what's the natural order here and see the, the threats that mind will present because you'd be not so nice, perhaps, but maybe more authentic. Not, not to give that a value, oh, to backtrack here a bit, not to give it a value, but authenticity means that the eye isn't manipulating what is absolutely perfectly exquisite without the eye. Okay. Up to the front row here for the mic. You talk to us um, as though there is someone who can drop something. Yes. Who is this that you're talking to? Myself. Genuinely, myself. Myself. So the, the, uh, the classic question, is there free will? Is there free will? Yeah. Oh, not at all. <laughs> not at all. So why do you say to yourself, drop it? Why do I say to myself to drop it? Like you said, you, again, yeah. drop it. Yeah. Let go of that. Because in any moment, what creates what we call free will, what creates the movement to, you think you're making a choice, no? Yeah. In any moment, it's, it's, there's a, a series of influences. Loads of things. Loads of things are, are contributing to the next so-called choice that is made. Okay, but mind wants to say, no, I'm making the choice. I have a decision to make here. And it's like, actually, given the cocktail that's running, there's only going to be one movement. Quantum physics even have this. You know, there's only going to be one movement that, that, that goes forward. And mind will claim it as my choice. Now, one of, the, one of the influences that's coming in here is Jack saying, drop it. That's just one of the influences. Whether you do or not, sure. It's me. I mean, I talk to myself all the time. I don't get any notes of it either. <laughs> do you know? I must make that phone call and I never make a phone call. Do you know? I mean, that's life, no? Do you, know? <laughs> do you see? So it's just an influence that consciousness is putting in there. It could be, it could be anything. Anything. Watching the mo a movie and, uh, you know, in, in the theatre and, and another influence coming in because you see something and that drops you and sends you in the other direction. Nothing is gained or lost by any of it. These are just the influences that play. Whether they're picked up or not, consciousness is doing it. There's no, there's no motivation or intention here running to make it better or to ease suffering. Or to, it's like, forget it. This is just free flow garbage, really. Do you know? 
So you don't see the ego as a problem? No. Good. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, there, there is exquisite perfection. Yeah. Exquisite perfection. Yeah. And, it, and there can't be anything other than that. There can't be. Mm -hmm. It doesn't do non-exquisite non-perfection. <laughs> it doesn't do it. <laughs> and how do you know this to be true? How? How? Is it true? Yes. How is it known that it's true? You got me? <laughs> it's just true. It's just true. <clears throat> how do you know anything is true? I mean, that would be my question. I mean, how does anybody know anything is true? What we accept to be true is just a, is a, is a feeling of resonance deep inside us that we don't even understand how it works. It's like a bullshit meter or something. How do we know that the bullshit meter is working right or is it? Somebody, somebody's truth is not my truth and vice versa. So it's, ah, it's a okay. concept. <laughs> oh, so, uh, oh, well, there's two layers, no? There's true, true or false, and then there's truth. Because, because truth is the resonance bit. Right, but what resonates with me to be true today isn't what resonated with me to be true 10 years ago. Okay. And I don't even know if it's going to be the same 10 years from now. I can say, hey, I think this is true. I think this is true. Okay. But... Okay. Then it's true. Okay. But truth, capital T, truth, like kind of how it is, it's not known by the same intellectual faculty as there's a bunch of flowers there. And I know that there's a bunch of flowers there. Is it known by some faculty though? No, it's it's that it's a knowing. It's not it's not that something is known. It's more knowing. Mm. So there's no how. There's no. It's just knowing itself. So do these um, forms, the consciousness is formed in this room right now, have the ability to discern that? Or do we get tricked and fooled? Of course consciousness knows. Of course it does. It's just pretending that it doesn't. It's just pretending. It's ignoring. That is, is, that, is that me ignoring or is it just how things show up in my mind? The me is the mechanism for ignoring. That's the machine that ignores ignorance. It's ignorance. The me is the ignorance. It's the ignoring mechanism. Oh, so as long as there's a me, then it's yes. going to be Yes, something there. is being ignored as long as there's a you. There isn't a you that's ignoring. The you is the product of consciousness ignoring. Why would consciousness want to do anything? doesn't want to do anything. <laughs> doesn't. It's, it's, it's just the movement of energy. So and consciousness then, isn't in control either? Not at all. There's no super brain or mastermind behind any of it. It's how do you know that though? I mean, how, how do we really know what's going on? I mean, there's a lot of interesting stories out there. Like, this is a place, this is a schoolroom for the soul. We incarnate these bodies, we learn lessons and move on to the higher dimensions. I mean, how could anybody dispute that or prove that one way or the other? You have to find out for yourself. You so, have so, to find out. so there is a, a way to know whether that's true or not. You can investigate and see where, is, where there's resonance and dump anything that doesn't have resonance. That's not a bad place to go. 
Well, I, I believe that that was true at one point. Now I'm not sure. Yeah. That's that's fine. It, it goes like that, huh? Are, are you sure about that? <laughs> sure about what part? Whether there's a purpose that we can't perceive about why we're here. Like there's some God and there's some soul and we're evolving and that's what God wants or something. Oh, well, it's, it's known that these are concepts because the, the knowing is, is not conceptual. The knowing, capital K knowing, or whatever way I can say it, it's not conceptual. And so the, 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 the conceptual faculty comes up with God, master plan, creation, whatever. So God's a concept? Of course. You don't think it could be a super intelligent entity that created it? No. No, there is none. No. How could, how could you possibly know that? <laughs> I can say that it is known, or it is seen, or there is understanding, but it's not that there is a thing. It's like a, no, it's not understanding. No, that's not the right word. Delete that one. You know, it's so obvious, I can't explain it. To be honest with you, it's just so obvious. That there's no higher intelligence. No. That there's no form of consciousness you're not aware of. A, a more supreme layer of consciousness that I'm not aware of? Absolutely not. So you're, you're as far as you can get? I don't know. Oh, well, you don't know that? Well, how would you not know that if you know... I mean, I'm not trying to fight you. No, I know, I'm just saying, no, of course. I'm just saying, I'm trying to incorporate what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And how could you possibly know that then? Because, because, because maybe there are other things that, that are going to be shown or going to be explained or going to be unraveled. Or uh, Consciousness is kind of fantastic. To, I think it would be kind of cocky of me to... Do you say cocky? No? It would be, yeah? Okay. I think it would be kind of cocky of me to kind of, kind of say, no, 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 that's the absolute, that's, that's the end of the line for this Jack character. It's like, well, you know what? Anything can happen. It always does. For, for the Jack character. But, but, but is there a, an other layer of consciousness? No. No. Because prior to consciousness is just the only thing that there is. Okay, so you're defining consciousness as being all that there is. So therefore, there can't be anything bigger than that. I would agree with you, but there have to be different levels of consciousness within all of that. Yes, within so which, there are. So where are we in there? What level? How would we ever know that? It's, inf it's probably infinite. If you look at it for the mind, yes, it's infinite. From the mind, it's infinite, yes. But outside of finite, infinite, outside of all of that, there is a faculty of knowing you're going to make a lot of money if you can show people how to get there. Because I, I'll pay you any amount of money to get there. So please tell me how you got there so I can get there. You can only see what you are not. I, I, I got that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just sit with this now. See what comes. It sounds like the 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 intellectual capacity that can see what you are not is trying to see what you are, and that's the blip. 
Yeah. Yep. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes I don't care, but sometimes yeah. I do think that maybe I could, but then usually I don't. I'm at a point now where I, I don't think I'll ever know who I am. Perfect. Great. All right. Surrender's coming. Yeah, no, no, that, that faculty that you're talking from will never know who you are. It can't. It's not wired for it. However, it's possible I will know greater levels of who I am because I'm constantly, it's constantly being, being revealed to me. At all. Yes. So that's going to continue increasing. I'm not sure there's ever an end to that. So maybe that could go on forever. But you seem to be talking from a place that's beyond the beyond, and you know that. Yes, because interest, interest in the unfolding of the different levels of consciousness falls away. And so then there's no capacity to see what it is anymore, because there's no interest in it. Attention doesn't go out to it. So it fades down. It falls flat. Consciousness can't run that movie anymore. It spins out. It's like there's... There, it, the, the edge of consciousness. It gets tired or it, it's an it, edge? It's like, it's like, okay, um, it gets tired, no. It peters out. It, 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 it loses, it spins out its capacity to see itself. For the dualistic framework, for it to see itself, self-consciousness too. And, and there is a going to the edge of that. Of where that actually stops running. Period? Stops? Yes. Yes. If there's infinity within it, there's a finite line also. There's always the two sides. So is this something that just happens on its own and some, some day you just realize this? Um, oh, it took years for, 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 for Jack to, to, to see things. It was layers, 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 and a lot of hard work until, you know, whatever. Then, I, I, I'll tell you what, what this Jack mind is interested these days in, interested in these days. Religion has hijacked this a little bit. And I seem to be drawn to seeing if there is a logical, practical way to actually see how the capacity to be aware without intellectually being aware can kick in. For example, if you do repetitive movement, right? Like if you're, if you're doing weights, right? I, I'm just gonna go for attention for a minute, but this is the best way I have of explaining it. So if you're doing weights, right? Weight-bearing exercises, okay. And you keep doing repetitive movement. What you're doing is you're isolating one muscle, right? When you isolate one muscle, what happens is the nerve endings uh, uh, split, right? And you get an electrical current, an extra electrical current. Now, if that in some way isn't shaken out or moved, you get sick, you get tennis elbow, you get in, something's going to happen. The body isn't designed to work in isolation. So recycling a movement repeatedly causes nerve endings to blow up. Now, something happens in the nervous system when mind goes from believing concepts to the capacity of knowing itself which is outside of the intellectual capacity. It's got to do with nerve endings blowing up a little bit. Now, I'm just interested in, in this of late, of like, what is that? What causes when mind goes in, 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 in? At some point, physiologically, 
enlightenment is a physiological happening. We can say it's grace, but that's actually, you know what? I'm, I'm moving closer to saying that's a lot of Codswallop. That's religion. There, there, there is grace to a certain extent. I haven't binned the, the word grace simply because it, grace is a way for mind to say, well, there's no point in me grasping that because it's out of my control. Fantastic. That's the perfect use for the word grace because it stops the grabbing and the desire for something, which keeps the eye alive. All right? So I'd like to hang on to grace for that perspective. But really, that it's completely the will of God and all that? Bullshit. That's bullshit. Now, okay, so if mind is going in and in and in and repeatedly going in, so we've got self-inquiry or we've got something that's, that's, that's going back or going beneath or dissipating or pulling away from the all about me story. When this happens, repeated, 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 and people do self-inquiry 24-7, something happens for some. And I think this is why is because the nerve endings from repeated, repeated action, the nerve endings split, there's an extra electromagnetic field and it causes a short circuit. And the capacity to believe the, the mind breaks down permanently. And we get hailed up there as awakening. And it's a physiological happening. I can't prove it, but you know what? I'm onto something. <laughs> So if you blow your mind... <laughs> yeah, but if the mind is trying to control it, it won't be blown. It's not going to blow itself up. You see, this is the catch-22. This is where the grace thing is a winner. But I, there's new, it's a physiological happening. The capacity to believe mind breaks down. That's physiological. And then when the mind gets blown, then you're connected to whatever, and then you know what you were referring to. It, well, there, when the mind breaks down, things just are. There's no sense of being connected to anything. There's no you. There's just no you. I'll have to have that experience. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll only experience the falling away of you. You won't experience the no you. It's a raw deal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So if there was a God, he wouldn't know that. That's right. That, that, something's telling me that that's quite an arrogant statement for me to make. How, how would I really know that? But then I don't know what you, this experience you've had, so I'll just have to accept that. And then hopefully I'll and inquire, have inquire, this experience. Check out everything. Check it all out for yourself. Check out everything. Otherwise it's just more conditioning and poof. Don't need that. Um, do you think dreaming is useful in, in, for self-inquiring? <clears throat> do you dream? And I know when I have a lucid dream, once in a while I will wake up in the dream knowing that I'm dreaming, <clears throat> and then I know that everything in that dream I've created. Yes. The rocks, the skies, whatever is in that dream yes. I've created. And then when I have that realization, everything just goes black. Ah. And it disappears. Okay. And it's kind of frightening, but that's okay. But is any of that kind of self-inquiry useful in any way in what we're talking about, you were just talking about with this gentleman? How is that self-inquiry? Watching your dream, trying to see what, I don't know. But this is the dream. I like get the that. The nighttime I get dream that. is a dream within a dream. Uh, yeah, I, I get that I'm dreaming this. And, um, Can you make this one lucid? <laughs> I can't do anything <laughs> myself, but I know that what my eye comes out of 
I can reside. I reside in that in that in that part. Okay. But I can't get to that because the eye is always between that yes. and everything else. Yes. So, but I can play with my dreams <clears throat> and I can play with my energy. That I I can see my energy come up, whatever it is, anger or whatever. I can play with those things, but that's still the eye playing with everything. Yeah. So I so my thought was well, that's why it's a bad question. I guess maybe dreaming isn't area really to play in. Uh, Not really. There's only one thing that I thought was interesting that Carlos Castaneda came up with one time. Um, examine your hand in a lucid dream. I, I, I remember that. I remember reading that. And I, could never, I tried it. I never could do it. <laughs> I never could do it. Try it again. There's something in it. There's something in that. Something goes... Something happens in mind. I can say that it works because I did that. I remember I, I was reading the books at the time and I really wanted that to happen. So one day, I was one night I was dreaming and my hands just sort of rose up in front of me and I went, I can see my hands, Don Juan! And I just flipped out and w it woke me up. And, yeah. But there was a whole sequence of dreams there where I started to become lucid in the dream. Yeah. And um, I don't think I've ever experienced anything any better than that. Because yes. when you're awake in a dream and you know you're dreaming and it doesn't wake you up, then you can do anything. There are yes. no rules or laws. Yes. And jumping up in the air and flying around and all the, the, the whatever thought or desire yes. came to mind became reality. Yes. That would be, that was is what I would call freedom. That if you could have if that could happen, then that would be. But that still doesn't create the thought and the feeling that got you in the first place. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So a few things there. Just on the hand thing. It, 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 it's great to hear that because it, it does something, it gives you a glimpse, it just opens the matrix, it just creates a little crack in the matrix. So I think that's the only advantage, actually, with, with dreaming, with watching your dreams, you know. Um, I was going to say something now that, that you just said there, it's gone again. It's gone, sorry. Was there a question there? I remember. Oh, it was, it was uh, maybe... Uh, feeling uh, in the dream, feeling in the dream that um, whatever I thought of and whatever I felt was instantaneously manifested. Okay, okay. So why is that freedom for you? No, no, no. It isn't really okay. because where the thought came from, where the feeling came from, yes, it's not under my control. Yes. So it, it, I'm being fed that somehow. Yes. So there is no freedom. No, not at all. No. But you're just being fed the idea that you are choosing it. That's where the buzz is. No, I wasn't. Not, not that I was choosing it. I was just reacting instantaneously to whatever the thought and the feeling was, because right. that was the desire, and that's what I wanted. I always yeah. want my desires to come to, to fruition. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a choice. Okay. Okay. But that to me would, would be freedom if that would happen. But that still even wouldn't be freedom. It wouldn't be freedom. But it would at feel all. like it. It would be. It would it feel would give like. Give you a buzz for a while. That's all that would do. <laughs> give you a what? Give you a buzz for a while, no? A bulge? Buzz. A buzz. Oh, buzz. buzz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anybody else? That, okay, just shoot across here. Just take the last one. Yeah, both, both of you, it's fine. Go for it. Um, so, um, I always feel crazy at these satsangs asking questions because they're holding two worlds, you know, there's the whole world which suddenly there's this emptiness and you're like, well, I don't need anything. And then another side that's 
the relative reality, which is also very vivid, and I'm attached to it, I guess, you know. And uh, so I keep keep rocking on this twin universe. And um, I was just I'm I'm married and um, very in love with my husband and have two children, and and we got together because of this incredible spiritual path. We both were into the Seth material. And that was our code word to find each other. And we both embarked on these long things, and um, and um, I and and it's really interesting how we have this tremendous love of of truth, and we we pursue it in these different ways, and so there's constantly this this friction and dialogue at the same time because I'm a non-dualist and he is is uh, is a Gnostic. And um, I guess that's a good way to describe it, and <laughs> as good as any. And um, and and what we also share is a, is a love of the world and of our daughters and of survival and of and what what you're saying really resonated with me because as I as I'm I'm meditating, I feel like I've been hanging out in this this cell awakening zone for decades. It, what I find from that zone is is that um, all of this nothing is news to me that we've said. And, and I live it all the time and digest it all the time. But there's, um, but I'm interacting with people who aren't living that. And I feel like that's part of, I don't know if there is a purpose, if that just seems to be where I'm, how I'm unfolding. That's what I do every day. And um, within that, my husband's world, there's levels and there's dimensions of all of this, and in, in, within the relative reality, there's you know, six-dimensional beings, and there's you know sure. beautiful angelic beings, and there's you know this big drama of the world, and there's different conspiracies. Sure. And and, and to me, it's sort of like what you were just saying a while ago. I am at that place where um, where emptiness is sucking me. Yes. Emptiness is sucking me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can tell if you must know what I mean. You get in the car and you go, ah, fuck the radio. And then all of a sudden you're just like, you know. You just feel it. Just yeah. Like, oh, Vacuum is pulling you <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. And it yeah. becomes less and less easy for me to listen to it in my loving, wanting to pay attention and, you know, just caring. And I do care. And wanting to show up. And another part that's just like, you know that just know that it's just not it's not real to me anymore yes but I also honor that it has a kind of reality yes it has a kind of reality yeah it's similar to in a certain way my own conditioned biography yes. I'm in the therapy field yes. and then working with clients there's this fluttering back and forth between right now what's showing up is this emotion and we're just going to be there with that and then it, that attracts a kind of into the vortex of, of a greater and greater presence. And then sometimes the story comes in and sometimes the story just evaporates. Okay. But th there's just, I'm just putting out this twin thing. And I guess my question is, is in this, this relative reality of the world, do we... Is this consciousness is just flowing us according to our destiny? Yes. And that, and we just dance with that. Yes. And that's it. And if you try to control it, you'll suffer. 
And if you try to control it, you suffer. So let the vacuum take you and let consciousness take care of the consequences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the, the letting go of the attachment. Yes. You know, if my kid goes to India and the tsunami happens. Yes. That's not I can control. That's right. Yeah. If she can't pay for college, we can or we can't. It's just all yes. there. Yes. And so just, just, yeah, because it's a, there's, I'm still at that place yeah. where there's a part that says, well, you used will in some levels, and some of that was useless, and some of it seemed to also flex that muscle significantly where everything else fell away. Yes. So there's, but the, but the desire wasn't the helpful piece, but somehow the desire seemed to motivate the will. So it does for a while. Just for a while. And then there's another stage. There's another stage, yes. So a lot of what I'm noticing with you is, is that different stages, different aspects of reality become apparent. Absolutely. This is how consciousness has varying experiences. Yeah. And how it sees that this is true. Oh, actually it's not. This is true. Oh no, that's not true either. And it and it becomes very paradoxical. Where you're you're like, my God, I'm I'm doing the absolute opposite of what I yeah. was living by two years ago. And and it gets like this, and that's fine. That's how it works. And the ego's natural tendency to move towards comfort, that also just kinda happens. Yeah, of course. Of yeah. course, yeah, yeah. Pleasure and joy and joy and oh, it's fun to act through the ideal of compassion today and then tomorrow you yeah. just see that was just a... And all that falls away trip. then as well. Yeah, so yeah. just you just kind of have to let go, is it? Let go totally. Like the vultures feed on the Let the vacuum take you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. have you. It's going to have you anyway. Yes. You can fight or you can just surrender. Mm. <laughs> okay. I, I, I know your hand was up to you, tomorrow or you'll be here? Okay, very good. Okay, thanks for hanging out and talking whatever we talked about. Um, we're here at 11 tomorrow from 11 to 5, 2 to 6 on Sunday. We'll just take breaks or whenever, you know, whenever we get too fried tomorrow, we just call a lunch break or whatever. Right. So we'll see you at 11 maybe. Right, a few other quick announcements. There's a, um, there's some books and CDs in the back that are Jack's and is someone going to click?